Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're well. I hope all is good with you in your world. I hope I hope um, that you're finding meaning, strength, grace, favor in all that you're doing. Um, this is Musings with Jesus. It's a daily Christian podcast where I talk about my work with the Lord and what I am learning or what God is taking me through. And in the context of the Bible, you know, just making sense of it um, for today. So thank you. If this is your first time of um, joining, thank you for coming on. And I hope that God will make this a meaningful time for you and for I and for everyone else that comes here. And if you are blessed by anything you hear while on here, please, I would ask that you kindly share it with someone that you think may be blessed as well. And I pray that the Lord will get this according to as many hearts and lives as he would want to reach and touch with these words in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. So, it's Sunday morning here, um, recording from Lagos, Nigeria in West Africa. And uh, it's a very quiet morning and um, I... I'm very much in a reflective mood. By the way, I'm ending my first... Um, this week is my last week of the first semester of my two or three years in Bible school seminary and I'm really having a great time. Yesterday I took a timed exam and the question on the time exam was if somebody you knew just gave their life to Christ and they asked you, you know, I love God and I, I know that the Bible is the, is the word of God, what do I do with the Bible? How do I read the Bible? And it's one of those questions that is simple to answer but it's also difficult you know it depends on you know i think there's some questions that come that you have to you just need the wisdom of god to be able to answer it so i had had the question with me for quite a while and i was like okay trying to think okay do i approach this how do i talk about this theologically in a way that makes me look like really wise and all that you know but eventually i just realized that let me just share what works for me or what i have learned about reading the bible and so i just started putting bullet points and i'll share a bit of that now just in case you're someone also who would benefit from you know a a, a how would i say a framework or a cheat sheet or whatever of how to read the bible so for me i think it what helped me in my bible reading journey was reading from chronologically from the new testament so i find that the gospels are the most easy to read in the um new testament because they talk about the story of jesus how he was born really fascinating story you know matthew tells you a lot about the ge- genealogy of christ and gives a it's, it's a very general view talks about key events talks a lot about things that he shared you know his parables his beatitudes things like that and each of the gospels there are four of them they they approach that story from a different perspective i think the most different is john because john talked a lot about the things about jesus and what he said and focused a lot on the things that he said not so much the things that happened around him and so you would get some depth and richness in terms of jesus's thoughts than you which you may you will get in a different way in the other gospels let me put it that way luke also talked about the man christ jesus but he also talks about he took more of his life and the impact that he had in the environment that he had 
and Mark and um, Matthew, in my view, were very descriptive. They described a lot about, you get a sense of the culture, the society, the people, the impact that he had, the life that Jesus lived. So they're, they're, they're all important in different ways. So I think the arrangement is really very well done because Matthew sets the context. Mark gives you a little bit of depth about some key things. Luke talks about the man and his impacts. And then June, um, John, you know, brings his heart and his spirit out to you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for that. So read those four Gospels. Read them over and over. And then you move into the epistles. Acts of the Apostles, I would recommend to skip, except you're the kind of person who likes that sort of like, you know, you you are you like that sort of like ministry journey sort of thing. Um, I think some things that happen in the epistles can be explained in the Acts, but I would say read the first four chapters of Acts. And then you can skip into the episodes where you now get into the, you know, Galatians, Ephesians and Philippians and all of that. You can still come back to Acts eventually because there's some really, really important things that happen there. But I think, um, well, me, for me personally, I find Acts of the Apostles a little bit difficult to read. You know, it's more difficult to read for me than the other apostles and i think you there's a tendency to get lost in the detail and this so you know it's just jam-packed with so many things happening and you know things like that but there were some key events there which are um there are a lot of key events actually there that are useful to know for instance the conversion of saul uh, to paul so yes i would recommend yeah i think you, you you probably would have to read to like think the ninth chapter because i think the conversion of Paul was a very important part because then a major part of the letters that are written in the New Testament were written by Paul. So I think starting off with understanding his whole journey and that really dramatic experience that he had with Jesus, you know, on the road to Damascus and, you know, and reading about the persecution of the Christians in the early church. Actually, the Acts is quite important to read because there are a lot of important things about how the early church functioned. That's really like the gold standard for a church that is giving, living a Christ-centered life and a gospel-centered life. But you do get a sense of that as well in the epistles as you begin to read along. But the Acts sort of like sets the scene and gives you an, an overview. So you then go into the details of each of the churches, the church at Galatia, the church in Philippi, the church in Ephesus, the church at Corinth. Um, and then, you know, we go into what we call the pastoral epistles, which is where Paul writes to individuals and, you know, essentially Timothy and Philemon and Titus. And then we go into the letter of Peter, which we're not really sure who he was writing to. And then the letters of John as well, before we get to Revelation, which I would only recommend you read after you have read <laughs> the Gospels and the Epistles pretty well, because Revelation is quite heavy. It's a book of prophecy. It's very difficult to understand. Nobody really knows for sure what a lot of what is written there means. But there's some key things we can get there about who God is, um, how the world is going to end up, how the end of days are likely to be, and some other stuff there. But I would recommend, you know, stay away from Revelation until you've really mastered the Gospels to a large extent. In the Old Testament, I would recommend the book of Psalms. It's a book of prayers. If you're someone that is going through stuff, you know what I'm saying, you're going through stuff, read the first seven psalms and read it aloud, just read it aloud, whether it makes sense or not, just read it aloud, 
if you can read it once a day i would recommend read it once a day if you can read it twice a day fine you know but do it for seven days do it for 14 days do it for 21 days seven times one or seven times two seven times three it, it would wash over your soul and it would heal you in a way that you would not imagine it would invite god into your life in a way that you would you would you would never be the same in fact and um i have a recording on seven psalms if you can scroll through and find it you you i think that would explain a bit more so it's a prayer book so if you're someone who is still struggling to pray don't worry fear not just go into the psalms and read psalm 1 to 7 or psalm 91 um, if you're going through things that require you know some sort of things anyway or psalm 121 um those are and then psalm 119 also you know they're, they're confession declaratory kind of prayers and i i believe this is the holy ghost speaking to me because i i really struggled to in developing a healthy prayer habit and i realize now that i need to and i think from what i'm sensing and what i've been learning in bible school i'm beginning to think that for someone like me having a daily routine of just reading the scripture would be helpful to me because because i talk to god like literally a lot all the time i am really like lazy in prayer in, in praying in the spirit which is not right you know i'm someone that i really struggle with balance i tend to go all extreme in one direction or the other so i'm that kind of person i am either hot or i'm cold you know i really don't know how to do that in between but the good side is when i'm hot i'm really hot but then when i'm cold oh my goodness i'm just cold so i tend to go to the extremes of one thing you know so i i find that find it very difficult to be balanced you know where i'm doing what i'm supposed to do in all areas i tend to be to pay a lot of attention to certain things and then completely ignore other things whereas all everything is important so i'm really trying and struggling to find that balance for instance i used to be very good in journaling i was journaling every day when i wasn't reading the word of god every day but now that i'm more or less like meditating on scripture literally like almost every day you know i find out that i'm not journaling as much whereas the journaling was a very good spiritual um discipline that helped me a lot in, in, in over the last 10 years is so i should have added rather than substituting but i i just tend to do that i really struggle with these things anyways so trusting god to help me with that but i'm realizing that for someone like me i definitely should pray in the holy spirit more because by not praying in the holy spirit i do not allow the holy god to pray ahead for me so i tend to only be able to pray about things that god brings to my consciousness which is very risky extremely risky and the lord has been talking to me about that that i need to increase my personal prayer in the spirit just to allow the holy spirit to wash over my life i'm not really giving him that opportunity now and because i pray too much with my consciousness with my understanding I, you know so the three sorts of prayer that i think i need to grow and improve in is prayer for um pray, praying aloud with scripture so either reading the prayers in ephesians 1 or and ephesians 3 and if colossians 1 or, and then praying um, prayers in the psalms or and prayer in the spirit so praying ahead so whereby the holy ghost just takes control and then he knows what i need to pray about and there's stuff i know there's stuff in me in fact there's stuff that i need to pray about i really that really need oh lord i i really need so i yeah this is me i just have to just spend time doing that i'm so lazy about that and then the third type of prayer is you know prayer in the understanding so that i tend to do i tend to talk to god about things as for his help that i do pretty well um i'm not doing as well with 
the prayer of the word too i think i do so if i were on a scale of one to ten i'll say i'm like seven over ten on the prayer in my understanding talking to god every day communion listening talking that sort of thing prayer in the spirit zero over ten zero as in zero that was really bad then prayer of scripture i will say about three four five over ten you know it's not above average i'll say three four five yeah somewhere hovering between there and that but definitely in the zero range for praying in the holy spirit and that is dangerous because that the holy spirit is able to pray ahead so I, i i really have a problem in that area i need to do something about that so god i know that you're the one that is making me really think about this now so help me so that and the scripture that talks about this is is um romans 8 um, 26 when it says 22 to 26 it says for we know not what to pray for as we ought to but the spirit himself helps helps our infirmities our weaknesses our constraints by praying in groanings that cannot be uttered so he gives us words you know when we pray in the holy spirit we pray in tongues we are then able to he's able to pray for us on those issues and areas in our lives that require prayers and we do not know what to say and we don't even know sometimes it may even be a moving train that is headed at us there's something really coming that he needs to avert but we have no idea it's impossible for us to pray against it because we have no idea that it's coming so and this is why we have the holy spirit in us and this is god speaking to me because i just need to do and i know this this is stuff that i know and i'm making it more difficult for him to protect me by not using that um, power of the holy spirit and you know in ephesians 6 when we are told from verse 12 to 18 to to put on the whole armor of god i'm just realizing because he now says after you've put on the whole armor of god the breastplate of righteousness the helmet of salvation the sword of the spirit which is the word of god having your loins girt about with truth and your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of uh, of peace he then says praying always with all prayer and manner of supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all supplication unto the saints so there he's actually talking of putting on the whole armor of god and then praying in the spirit not in my understanding i need to check that again that's exactly what it's saying there so this whole um you know put on the whole armor of god that you may be able to, you may be able to stand in the evil day it all ends with with praying with the holy spirit yeah I now see because a lot of that I had totally ended in my life, which is probably why I was a sitting dog for the kind of attack that happened to me, you know, because I had actually stopped praying ahead in the Holy Spirit. And this is what happens when you get caught in the religious practice of, you know, Christianity, because you're going through the motions, you're in, you're in Christian circles all the time, you're attending services, you know, and then, of course, when you're in services, you pray in the Spirit you know collectively but the congregational prayers in the spirits which happen like 10 15 minutes it's just not the same even if you are going for the monthly vigils and all that it's well that may help if you really if you're one of those people that maybe well you really you join the prayer department so you're always praying fine then you're you're, you're good but if you're not in the prayer department and it's only in the weekly services that you have that 15 or 10 or 5 minutes or 3 minute prayer in the holy spirit 
you know it's not enough we we i you know i'm i'm with i'm speaking from what i've seen in my life and you know um yeah so praying in the spirit i think that's what god and really no the title should be praying ahead praying in the spirit praying ahead that's what this is all about and um thank you lord because i know god is just speaking to me and helping me to realize that this is something i really need to give attention to so i'll leave it at that um this so what i've just talked about today is just generally i would say basics 101 christianity how to walk with god how to read the bible how to grow in the faith and things like that so if you know anyone who is just been saved is a young christian i would benefit from listening to this please share with them because i think sometimes when you've just given your life to christ or you've reconsecrated your life to christ any little thing that you hear that can encourage you in your walk with God and help you to find your way around navigating this entire Christian life experience, I think would be helpful. So God bless you as you do that in Jesus' name. Thank you very much for listening. I pray, O oh Lord, for every heart that has joined and that is listening at this time, that God, Lord, you will show yourself mighty, great, and strong in their lives and that every heart's desire that is brought before your throne, that, Father, you will meet it, you will strengthen, you will uphold, you will season with grace, with mercy, with kindness, with your love, and that you will send help, you will send comfort and hope to all whose hearts seek and yearn it. I pray, O Lord, that by the power of your Holy Spirit, you will reveal yourself unto every heart and every mind that is listening, O God, and that you will show forth your grace, your mercy, your power, and your strength, and that you will give them a reason, O Lord, to love you afresh, they will seek you, they will find you, they will knock, the doors will be opened, O oh Lord. They will worship and serve you all the days of their lives. And Lord, your word will find expression in our hearts, in our minds, in our hopes. And that everything that is contrary to your will, your plan, your purpose for our lives shall be removed in the name of Jesus. Your power, your essence, your grace and mercy will find a home in our hearts, in our lives, in our thoughts, in our yearnings, in our desires. You will make us more like you, O oh God. I bless you and I worship you, Lord, for being the Lord of the universe, the monarch of the earth, the creator of the ends of the earth, and for being the Lord and the Savior of my life. Amen.